everybody, welcome to Inspirational Crits, the game of D&D where I make my friends curse or cry by rolling dice. Tonight is probably going to be a good example of that. Lots of cursing. <laughs> uh, I do have a few announcements before we start. The first one is that I made a mistake in the last episode when you guys were at the Zentarum. I said that Marina was the Velvet Glove. Marina is not the Velvet Glove. I read my notes wrong. She is the Night Eyes. She's not the Velvet Glove. So okay. Take note of that. Um, the second one is that Tiffany will no longer be playing with us. Uh, she just has a lot of stuff going on in her personal life. Her social battery is really low, and she just needed to step away for an indeterminate amount of time. We hope that she'll come back and play with us at some point, but uh, we're going to be saying goodbye to Soteria tonight at some point. Yeah, I think that's all I have. So we will go ahead and jump right in. The last time that we played, Victor had a dream or maybe a nightmare. Was it? Was it, I don't know. We'll leave it up mm. to Victor mm. about his brother. And Octa woke up to a letter from the Crimson Raven. Her response to this letter, tell no one, go off alone will totally solve all the problems. After a quick breakfast, the party reconvenes at the Honorable Knight and goes in search of Octa. And there was some rat conversations that went on, and uh, some tense conversations happened with Cassius, the Crimson Raven, at the Queen's Ransom, with an offer of trade. Hunt down a rogue agent, and Cassius will give them information on Atheus's death. The party decided to, quote-unquote, think on it, and was escorted out by Ulrich, who told them that the Zentarum has changed with the new leadership and they shouldn't be hasty in their dismissal of the group. Then the group spent the rest of the afternoon getting fitted for clothes for the annual Waterdeep Midwinter Gala. And uh, we will pick up with you guys being finished getting fitted and leaving the shop. It's probably about midday, like, well, not midday. I said the rest of the afternoon. So it's close to dinner time. What are we doing? Uh, Victor wouldn't pull Charlie aside and explain dream last night about Ateus, but he talked to me. And there's only been one person other than the gods who has messed with my dreams. I intend to uh, figure out if it's her again. And if so, I will have words about her wearing my brother's face. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, I just wanted to let you know. Well, let's hunt her down then and find out. <laughs> She should probably not exist in this world anymore. Fair enough. Uh, and she'll uh, lean in and hug Victor. Charlie hugs her back and kind of detenses for the first time since this morning. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like a nice, oh, that's what shoulder blades are supposed to feel like. <laughs> they woke up from that dream. A friend was missing and then somebody tried to trade information about his dead brother. It's not been a relaxing day for him. Yeah, no, probably not. Yeah, Chris All is right. just standing there looking at himself. Going, so this is what fancy looks like. Well, I'm assuming you guys aren't wearing the clothes out. Because <laughs> she has to they she has to make the adjustments. They'll be ready for you tomorrow before the gala. Oh. Well then he's back in his armor going, This is more comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, Yarkers, you cut a interesting figure in that outfit. You have sh- seen me shirtless. Yeah, there's a world of... Di- you know that armored and shirtless aren't the only two. It's important to me that you know those aren't the only two options. Victor thinks if he's ever seen Yarkris wear clothes. Probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to say this. That would probably be a no. Victor gets the thousand yard stare. 
<laughs> if he's not in armor, he's sleeping. Yep. And it's not with you all. <laughs> Good. Somebody no, needs to buy time. that. Somebody buy that dragonborn some clothes. Oh, I could buy my <laughs> own clothes. Thank you. I just didn't see a need. <laughs> I either be battle ready and ready to fight or, or I'm with Eric. <laughs> Look, I've been woken up by weirder things and darker things. I, I prefer to sleep with the armor on if I'm not with somebody. Well, you, you can't sleep with armor on. Says who? Says the DM because of the <laughs> levels of exhaustion. <laughs> Some bullshit. People do it in real life. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, no, they yeah. have. No, they, they do. <laughs> An armor as like a blanket. <laughs> anyway, what are we doing? How, how long until the gala? The gala is tomorrow evening. So like oh, a while. 28 hours. T minus 28 hours. Just heard the 24 sound in my head. Yeah, I, I know. know. <laughs> so did I. Guys, it's not going to be bad. It's not going to be bad. Do we have anyone else to visit in the city? Victor, you told me outside of the game that you had something you wanted to do. I already did one of them. I, But I assume we'll be going back to the veterinary house. I'm assuming because that's yeah. where you guys are probably staying. Yeah. So that can happen whenever we go back there. Like it's, you said midday or evening? Evening. It's almost time for dinner. Well, um, so, yeah. Yarkris, would you like to invite Eric to the house? I mean, he might think it's nice to stay at a house rather than an inn for, you know, once in a while. You know what? Absolutely. I think you would um, enjoy a softer bed. You know they're going to fuck in your house, right? Was that the voice of God saying that? <laughs> Victor looks around concerned. God talks to me too much. I don't like this. <laughs> I, imagine, <laughs> I imagine you hear it as Ateus's voice. <laughs> if I hear it as Ateus's voice, I respond, I'm going to put them up in your bed. That's where Octa's sleeping. <laughs> I can sleep on the roof. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, no. Octa's Octa's room is in the same wing as Victor's. They'll, you know what? Uh, no. no, there's there's a downstairs. I said nope. Octa's now going to be invited to sleep in Charlie's room now. <laughs> <laughs> you all assume Yarkris is going to immediately take Eric. Has he ever not? Even once. I mean, fair point, but <laughs> the silence was deafening. <laughs> yeah, even even with the statement of uh, yeah, Charlie, Charlie and Octa can stay in the same room. Victor is still questioning whether or not he wants to go in the same wing. <laughs> say, say, since, Octa can sleep with me. It wouldn't be the first time. Well, especially <laughs> since uh, since Ateus and Victor shared a wall. Yeah, that's what Vic is thinking about. Look, Victor just wants to get some sleep. <laughs> Thunk, 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 thunk. <laughs> no, we've already established clink, 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 clink. <laughs> no, to be fair, you will not wear armor during that. The armor stays on during sex. <laughs> exactly. You beat me to it. <laughs> oh, you ever notice how people make a lot more jokes before something that they know will be terrible? Yeah, yeah it's great. You guys uh -huh. are totally, you guys are really doing a good job at procrastinating. What are we doing? We're going, uh, I guess we're going back to the veterinary estate for dinner. Yeah, right. uh, and I'm inviting Eric. All right. So you invite Eric. 
And I my girl, but she's like 3,000 miles away. <laughs> a little tied up at the yeah. moment. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, not well, literally. Uh, Maybe literally. Literally, literally, we don't know. Anyway, I was going to say, is I feel like we should invite his sister, too, because it seems rude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We should always invite the captain of the ship. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you invite the Brightwave siblings. Um, I'm assuming somebody goes and gets them and then y'all meet back at the house. We will just skip ahead. We have stuff to get to. Skip to the end. Oh, boy. (laughs) As you are all approaching the Vetinari estate, you manage to see, you see Artemis perched on top of the house. And when he sees you, Victor, he comes flying down. And he looks really excited. <laughs> I hold my arm up. Very, very proud of himself. He lands on your arm and he has something in his beak. Oh, I go for it. He drops in your hand and give me a, I would say either history or an investigation. Uh, okay. History. going to be a 10. A 10? Ooh, Can it's... I help him with that? <laughs> No, he drops a button in your hand Mm -hmm. and it's a little like rusted. It looks like it's probably been outside for a while, but you kind of like scrape some of the rust away and it is, it almost looks like a lapel button Mm -hmm. and it has your family crest on it. Where, uh, where'd you find this art? It was in the graveyard. Did I do good? It's shiny. You did good. Thank you. And he kind of scritches behind his head uh gives him a piece of cheese yes happy owl noises can you show me where you found it in the graveyard art mm-hmm. all right and victor goes to follow the owl so this is like on the opposite side of the city you are going to probably not make it for dinner okay um because looking at the map because victor's house yeah. is like over in this area yeah I, we haven't marked i'm gonna mark it i'm gonna mark this victor's house is the graveyard that one and in the, the graveyard. graveyard. I kind of hold the dead. I kind of hold the pen up to the group and say, "This uh, came off of a family member of mine who should be buried." Did I hear right that they found it in the city of the dead? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I know it's ironic for me to say this, but don't go there without taking me with you. You would also ought to probably tell him the sun's starting to go down. Probably not the best place to be. Which is my next point. Because you know that the City of the Dead is the main entrance. It has some of the, it's like the main entrance to the Forgotten Catacombs, which is the hideout for the Zentarum. Yeah, that's what I was, I was just about to say, is that it, there is a lot, there's a lot there. So it's not just a graveyard. Art, Let's will you not... remember where this, where you found this tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll, we'll go tomorrow during the daylight. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Did you look sad? Did I do bad? No, you did very good. Thank you. It's just it's been a it's been a hard day. And he just kind of smiles at me. Goes, happy to see you though. Oh, and he like nuzzles into your neck. God, this fucking owl. I this is not. I'm. <laughs> I got happy. more. Would, you got more than you expected from that owl. <laughs> it was supposed to be. Owl comes to airship, drops off note, 
goes away and is never to be seen from again. <laughs> and now we're using the fucking sidekick mechanics from Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. <laughs> but remember, if it has a stat block, it can die. You shut your whore mouth. I will come repossess <laughs> that Ethernet cable. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole lot of it to come repossess. Hey, Josh, you don't even have to repossess it. You just, uh, all you have to do is cut it. <laughs> that's mean once <laughs> but i love you guys <laughs> look I guess we go okay. in for dinner all right so you go in for dinner which I is already in the nemesis. process of being yeah it's already javier. in the process of being made be nice to javier he's cooked for me <laughs> since i was a kid mm-hmm, he really has he's a good man <laughs> i'm not being mean to him yet you you were kind of mean i think yet victor raises an eyebrow <laughs> menacingly. He's also taught me a lot. <laughs> yeah, Eliza's there to take your coats because it is the middle of winter. What coats? I wear coats. Well, you and Saleya probably don't wear coats. Thank you, Eliza. Of course. Dinner should be ready in about 10 minutes. Javier, what have you started? And Yarkris goes into the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> it takes about two minutes before you start hearing raised voices <laughs> now wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> i'm assuming was that in and out was that in or out of character havoc <laughs> that was out of character and, <laughs> and offended <laughs> poor Kayla maybe i'm knows. learning something okay maybe you are i don't know i'm sorry it's been like a month and a half what is my sister's name again Julia. Julia. I wanted to say Ophelia and I like wrong campaign. Yes. Mm. Ophelia. Very wrong. Ophelia is a character in this campaign, but she is not your sister. Why do I have a feeling it's a bad person? You guys have met Ophelia. Have we? Yeah, she's the arch druid. The oh, yeah. Fucking. I had my mouth full, but yeah, like what? Yeah, oh my god. Y'all need my a brother. Real... Look, don't I don't. Memory. NPCs are important in this game, you guys. I have a notepad, and I somehow gapped the sister, which... You gave me her name. I know. <laughs> oh, that's even worse. I know. Yeah, Bro. That's, that's worse. You're hey, 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 my dude, what's your mom's name? Mom. You know what? You know what? That's fair. That's fair. I literally have never called her anything other than mom in the campaign, because, like, Victor talks to his dad more, but it's mom. <laughs> It's it's mom and dad. Mother. All right. He will occasionally call him Pythias. Mostly okay. in business. Yeah. But it, anyway, go on. <laughs> Is there anything uh, that you guys want to do either during dinner or after dinner? After dinner. Okay. So the plates have been cleared and everybody is, you know, dinner's done. And Eliza, well, now that we know that there is a bunch of guests, which there was introductions to Eric and uh, Kyrora. Kyrora sat next to Soteria, obviously. Eliza has been sent to prepare spare rooms and Javier is helping her because y'all only got two servants. So, father. Yes. About this auction, what exactly is it that you're selling? Your uncle knows it better than I do. It's his thing. It's a mirror said to have some kind of magical capabilities. They're interesting foci for it. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's all the information you have about it, then I suppose that is what it is. Uh, the auction occurring early in the evening or later? Later in the evening. Probably about two hours after it starts. Okay. 
I'm assuming it'll be on site at the time. Yes. Is it arriving shortly before the auction or is it already there? Uh, it should already be there. Okay. I have questions. Am I f- close enough to hear this conversation? Imagine you ate dinner with us, so yeah. Okay. This is, I'm imagining it at the dinner table. Is it a possibility that this is a vestige? I don't rightfully did, know what those are. Did my mother tell me what they were bringing or just that it was sketchy? Your mother is taking what she always takes, which is... No, 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 the, no. Oh. She told me that the veterinaries was bringing something that could be sketchy. Yes, she did. She did tell you that, but she wasn't. Oh, she wasn't sure what it was. She just had an idea. There was like a mirror of some kind. A mirror. Gotcha. That's exactly what I thought, by the way. And I just wanted to clarify. No, you're fine. If those vestiges are the artifacts that we've been, most of them are. Seems like it's mostly things you can carry. Have you seen the mirror, Father? I have not. What, what does he seem to expect it'll go for? He's hoping for ten thousand. Victor leans back in his seat and does kind of the retracted exhale that's um well that kind of confirms what i was getting at who who else knows what you have i don't know i'll be honest with you victor i I don't know your uncle has been very shady lately so it's very possible that other people might know what he has Mm -hmm. in his hands and with that kind of price it's bound to be something worth stealing well you know that the security at the gala is the finest that the city can afford. I also paid a guard for silver today to take me or tell me where the Zentarum den was. So, <sighs> wait, you went to the Zentarum, mm-hmm. Victor Pythias. They kind of smiled. Look, one of our group ran off, and that's where we ended up trying to look. Thing happened, ruffle any feathers, thing to worry about. Well. That depends on what to worry about, but based on your reaction when I showed you the letter, I don't think I'd be giving you any new information. Victor, I just want you to be careful. I don't want you to get sucked into this underground disaster that has happened. I don't intend to get sucked into it, but, Father, I don't say this out of cruelty, but I do think that you deserve to know that the man who killed Ateus was coming after you and apparently was only supposed to be roughing up something went wrong apparently i don't know what to do with this information but also i think that you deserve to know it as well wait you know who killed him i have an opportunity to know who killed him the man who ordered the attack is already dead person who holds the knife is still free but you and i also both know that if it wasn't him it would have been some other thug Waterdeep has gotten a bit chaotic yeah victor just says rotten that could be a word for it All right. Well, like I said, just try not to your uncle and your aunt and your cousins are going to be at the gala tomorrow. Just leave, leave it for after the gala, please. All right. I fully at this moment intent. I hope that you (laughs) understand that that's the best I can get. That's the best I can hope for from you. (laughs) But what else is new? Charlie will send Victor a message. Um, Should we tell your father you aren't attending? Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> oh i guess we could we can retro we can hold on so we can retroactively go back and have this conversation with your mother where she says where you i'm sure you said something along the lines of like what disguise should we use and she would have said you don't have to use disguises at all <laughs> you can go as yourself okay okay well that's about all that I had and about all that I can take today. Anybody else have anything they want to do before getting ready for bed? 
the only thing this is kind of a boring thing to do but uh i would be i think for the next in my downtime for the next few days studying the manual okay yeah keep track of how many hours you read each day and because i think you have to read it within uh... it's 48 hours within a period of six days okay so as long as i'm i think as long as i'm reading it like three or four hours a night before i get to bed be too bad all right because nothing will happen victor would kind of like ask charlie to come along with him to talk to julia and just try and explain so i guess knocking on her door before bed julia you up uh, yeah just um going over some stuff for tomorrow and if i come in uh y- yeah charlie's here too he says as he opens the door <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> okay hey so probably nothing but when we're at the gala tomorrow, I want you to always know where your nearest exit is, okay? I probably just being an overly careful big brother, but if first sign of any kind of trouble, I want you to get out of there. Why Why would there be trouble? Again, I... Just a precaution. It's just a precaution. I don't think that there will be any, but look, dad and uncle are auctioning something worth a lot of money, and... It's the kind of money that might make people do something to hurt someone else for. And I just want to make sure that you don't get caught up in it. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Sleep good. Yeah. You I didn't just tell you something too. deeply concerning. Yeah. Um, I'll be, be fine. I'm sure nothing's going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's probably nothing. Like I said. All right. Good night. Good night. It just looks at Charlie goes, I think she likes you more than me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you're her brother. Yeah. Of course, I love you and like you always. Um, I just, I really screwed up. Not talking. Well, we can fix that. Yep. Maybe we reserve a nightly message to her then instead of your father. I think that's a good idea. Just switch off, like. And if yeah. she needs, and if he needs updates, he can just ask her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So going forward. When we hit the road again, Victor is going to alternate nights, basically going between his mom, his dad, and his Okay. And once a month, Javier and Eliza. <laughs> once a month. Narcris makes a mental note to send Javier paper birds. <laughs> you added too much salt, you dickweed. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear the argument. <laughs> so you guys all go to your respected rooms, get ready to bed down for the night. Victor. God damn it. (laughs) You're fucking with him now. Okay. Yeah. As you are getting ready for bed, you go to your window to go close the curtains and you just glance down out into the street and you see a figure standing out in the middle of the street. It's awful cold to be standing out there alone. A cloud shifts and moonlight hits his face and you see your brother. He locks eyes with you, gives you a knowing look. And then turns and heads down the street slowly, but he starts walking away from your house. How far away? He is taking a very, very leisurely walk to the point where if you left now, you would definitely be able to catch him. Am I in message range? I would say just barely. Actually, no. I'm going to work around this a little bit. Sending. Because okay. that I have to. It's not directional. It is. I think of a person and I'm talking to them. Okay. Sending to Ateus. If that's you, stop. Do me a favor. Yeah. Roll AD 100 for me. Like that. I really don't like that. 66. Okay. You get a response. 
but it is kind of warbled. But you do hear your brother's voice. I don't know who you're seeing, but if they are taking my guys, it's probably for a good reason. I go after and That's them. all you get, right? Charlie's pissed. She doesn't know it, but she's pissed. Um, <laughs> actually, on his way out, he would send a message to Charlie. Okay. I saw Teus. I sent and got a response. I'm running out the front door now. Did Octa sleep in my room with me? I'm assuming yes, because you probably have to fit. Like, they probably only have, like, two guest rooms. Okay. Charlie is going to just grab Octa's hand and tell her, follow me. And she's going to Dimension Door. <laughs> where, is she, <laughs> where is she dimensioning? Where is she Dimension Dooring? I'm going to do Dimension Door to the front of the manor. Okay. So, Victor, as you rush out the front door, you mm-hmm. see Charlie and Octa just up here. And you see, just slightly down the street, you see Ateus walking away from you. I point at Ateus and say, that way, that person. And Charlie says, let's go. On the way, he explains, it's not him, but he explains the message that he got through sending. That's not him, but he said, there's a good reason this is happening. Runs down that way, trying to catch the stranger. Right. Charlie will follow. As she said, she'll follow him anywhere. Stranger danger. <laughs> thoroughly but she confused, couldn't leave Octa but... alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Octa's very confused, but Groggy is like, oh, okay, we're running. Yeah, we're running. Yep. Let's run. Also, just... also, I'm just saying. Hey, well, we're like, chasing a dead guy? Huh? If I'm going to track somebody, I'm going to bring my ranger. Yep. All right. So you run to catch up with him. He looks over his shoulder and then quickly starts into an alley Mm -hmm. and you round the corner of this alley and he's standing there just a is like about halfway down the alley and he's just standing there and you see him oh you brought people with you i was hoping to do this alone but all right uh that's fine and you see the gaze of ateus fade away and standing there is cassius you listen victor is fuming no listen i listen victor I understand. I have a reason. I have a reason. And it better be the next thing out of your mouth. You're walking around with my brother's face. And I, I, I pulled out like a, a dagger. I, I kind of gesture to tell me where. I just gesture for like, calm, <laughs> calm. We're not to that yet. Say the word. He pulls an envelope from a pocket. There are three pieces of valuable information in this envelope. I'm going to give it to you. But before I do, I would like to tell you something. Will okay. you listen? Yes. He is still gritting his teeth, but yes. Wasn't expecting Charlie to be here, but that's fine. I'm sure you're going to share this information with your friends anyway. About 20 years ago, I was sent down to Cholt with a small group of Zents to take out an uprising of Red Wizards. It turned out to be harder than we anticipated. We won, but I died down there. The Raven Queen let me come back. I live to serve her, and that means ending the Red Wizards. I know that the Raven Queen has chosen you, Okta, as well. Trust me, we're not enemies. And I understand that you might not trust me, and that's fair, completely fair, but I am here on behalf of myself and the voice to offer an alliance. You see, Victor, I see something in you similar to myself. Years ago, I killed a Lord of Waterdeep. Do you know why? He smiles. Because you thought things had to change? He smirks. It took a while to track it down. But he tried to buy me from my mother like I was some kind of an exotic pet. When she refused, he killed her and I ran. 
The Zentarum was the only place for an orphan tiefling child back then, you understand. Say what you want, but it was my only chance for survival. We do what we must. The city is rotting, Victor. It has been for a long time. You and I both know that. I stay with the Zents for the same reason. Some of the lords stay on the Council of Waterdeep. If you don't like something, the best way to rework it is from the inside. I couldn't agree more. I apologize for taking your brother's face. I thought it the most direct way to get you to meet with me. Do you not have anyone who has messenger sending? They're wonderful spells, you know. Uh, we do. They're they're out of town right now. Uh, <laughs> I figured straight they want, they, they want to get milk. at that. <laughs> yeah. It's also way less dramatic. <laughs> that. Well, and uh, there are buy paper birds from that do the same thing. The Zens are nothing but dramatic. I, that is anyway. something that I can appreciate, I have to say. As promised. And he holds out the envelope. Victor takes it and put it, puts it into his inside jacket pocket. I, he does um, a thing where you go to like take it, but he like grips it. Remember, Victor, monsters wear the skin of martyrs. And then he lets go of the envelope. Poetic, did you write that yourself? It's uh, some life advice that I've realized over the years. Fair enough. I'm not being glib. I'm a big fan of oration. You mind if I use that? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Your advice is well received, and um, it seems like we have similar goals. If you wish to speak further, the, the voice would like to talk with you. All right. Um, is there a smoke signal or another particular deceased person's face that I wear around town to get their attention, <laughs> or is it a they'll find me kind of deal? <laughs> you can find us at the Queen's Ransom. All right, then. Thank you, Cassius. He gives you a small two-fingered salute. And disappears down the alley. It seems as though, like, he hits a shadow and is gone. What a phenomenally theatric way to pull Misty Step. And Victor kind of looks at Okta, and he's he's borderline fanboy. He goes, look, I understand everyone has their own feelings about them, but they really do have a flair for the dramatic. (laughs) I can do Misty Step 2. Do you wait until you're fully in shadow? That's cool. I mean, that's how they teach you to do it. But like, look, he's not that cool. You know, <laughs> Octo is like, uh, he's, he's not even I can I can do that, too. Like, he's not even that cool. Ew. Like, it's not even that's easy. They teach that like in middle school. It's fine. <laughs> like Zentara middle school. Octo's feeling a little insecure, huh? <laughs> I let me have my grudges. It's fine. <laughs> oh, he has their own grudges. All it's right. Old as hell out here. It's very cold. Let's go back home. And none of you grabbed coats. Yep. All right. So you make it. You make it back home. You did not get very but, far. I imagine Victor has his normal jacket, so he offers that to Charlie. Like he would have grabbed that on the way out. That's a throw over the head thing. <laughs> All right. So you have an envelope with three pieces of valuable information that you know Cassius claims are is valuable information. Mm-hmm. I guess when we get inside, I look at both of them and say, "So, do we read this now or?" What do you I think? thought you said you wanted sleep. That's fair. This, this can wait until I, tomorrow. I, I fully understand wanting to read it, but I have a feeling anything you read in there is not going to allow you to sleep until tomorrow. Sound advice. I guess back to bed. Right. You go back to bed. Everybody, you know, Charlie and Octa go back into their room. Victor, you go back into your room. And Victor. Just stop <laughs> fucking with him. You walk into your room. And you go and you lay down in your bed and you feel like a crinkle and you're like, what the f- 
and you pull out from underneath your back you, a simple piece of parchment. There's only two words written on it, but you would know your brother's handwriting anywhere. The two words written on the paper, trust Cassius. God Ugh. damn it, woman. That's it. I'm killing him. Killing who? If you would like to give me an insight check on the two word note. Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. I'll let you, you said give I would me an recognize insight. my brother's handwriting anywhere, though. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's 22. You, yeah, 22. Yeah, that is 100 percent his handwriting. He has this weird way that he dots his eyes or it's like sometimes he doesn't like pick his pen up all the way. Hold that up and put it next to the other envelope. Stuff that into the pillowcase that I am using. <laughs> OK, to make sure that it is there tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. And I go the fuck to sleep okay. <laughs> as you fall asleep. Oh my god, you are a horrible human being and I love you. (laughs) You have it's just it's pleasant dreams. It's fine, pleasant dreams. Picnic with Charlie and a nice sunny day. Nothing goes wrong. It's fine. The night is uneventful. Just gonna say Yarkris is cuddling Eric because he feels awkward being in this house. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And possibly playing with the ring on Eric's finger. (laughs) Oh, That's adorable. That is so freaking cute. (laughs) (sighs) All right. So you all wake up the next day. Yes, Victor. The letters are still in your pillowcase. I retrieve them. Mm -hmm. I knock on Okta and Charlie's door first. All right. You guys up yet? I mean, yes. I would assume so. Like, obviously, fitful sleeping. We need to get everyone together. And my mother and father. Family meeting? Family meeting. I'll rally the troops and meet you down there. (laughs) I like to imagine if... Pythias is not already sitting at the table. Victor takes the head chair, like head of the table. Oh, Pythias is down there. Yes, no. Pythias is down there. Power move, though. Remember, there are always two heads to the table. Yeah, it takes the opposite. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Take the butt of the table. All right. Javier is making breakfast, and Julia and uh, Catherine and Pythias are all sitting down at the table. You all come in, sit down for the table, and get ready for breakfast. What are you doing? I carefully tear the uh, trust Caspius note in half and pocket the portion of the paper that says Caspius mm-hmm. and um, message Charlie. The whole note says trust Caspius, but I don't know who to share the rest of the information with just yet. So I saw a ghost last night. Oh, and then Julia's just like, <gasps> really? A ghost? Pull out the portion of the note that says trust and kind of put it down in front of uh, Julia. Say who's uh, whose handwriting does that look like? That's that's Ateus's. Yeah, but how? It was on my bed last night. Oh my god, Victor! Do you know what this means? The house is haunted. You're being haunted. <laughs> You're haunted. That's somebody who's really good at forging is fucking with you. That's a possibility, I suppose. But I have strong reason to believe that it wasn't because, well, I can explain more later. But was contacted by someone who gave me this, and he pulls out the envelope. I haven't opened it yet, but there are apparently three pieces of information in here that are very important. And also, I feel like I buried the lead on this one. Who here is familiar with the mechanics of the spell sending? He kind of looks around the table. Uh, well, your father and mother and Julia probably wouldn't be. Wait, what's sending? There's a simple cantrip <laughs> called message, which is more or less observational or directional. You have to be close to a person and you could get the response back from it has no trust, if that makes any sense. It's 
I can point out a stranger on the street, use it, and get something back. Sending is different. The reason why I'm able to communicate with you, and he kind of gestures towards Pythias, when I was overseas was, I knew you. And that's why you received my messages and I was able to get a response from you. Last night, after I was contacted, I reached out to Ateus with sending. I got a response. That's not possible. Now, Yarkris stands up and goes, uh, that, that, that's uh, no goo. I have so many questions. I don't know what any of this means, but I can tell any one of you here that at least what I've said here is true from what I experienced. My understanding of that spell. Yarkris is going to do a religious check. Okay. Give me a religion check. He's going to, he's going to think on what would allow somebody from the realm of dead to talk back from a message spell. Yeah, I'm also going to kind of rack my brain. He did. He got an 18. An 18. Can I also rack my brain for like my knowledge of Arcana to think back? There's any precedent for this Mm -hmm. ever happening before with sending. Sure. And Uh, and Trayvok would like to use his general knowledge of communing with spirits as an ancestor. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Uh, That's it. Seventeen? Mm-hmm. On Arcana. And Trayvok. Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you know what Trayvok knows? And I was really hoping you were going to roll, roll really low because I wanted to say this so bad. Trayvok da- knows that ghosts do spooky shit. Specifically <laughs> <laughs> right. when you get mad. They only do it when you get mad. Yeah, only when you get mad. You have to get really, really mad and hit things. And then they come out and help you fight things. That's how ghosts work. Uh, so you're not sure like what the fuck like Victor's talking about because that doesn't sound anything like a ghost to you. <laughs> 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 nah, nah, Victor, that's not a ghost. They don't know what you're dealing with, but it's not a ghost. Anyway, so it looks at Trayvok. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Trayvok's kind of a professional when it comes to ghosts. <laughs> you know, I'm something of a ghostbuster myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, something else in this world. Bite her lip at this, like. Mm-hmm. All right, so Salea, you got the wait. Who got the eighteen? That would be Yarkris. Yarkris, yeah. So on religion, you remember learning about like you know people passing on. Usually, depending on who their deity is, depends on where a lot of people end up in the afterlife. Just because the spirit has moved on does not necessarily, and like onto a different plane, such as like the astral plane, does not necessarily mean that they're gone. So he could just be floating around on the astral plane. He could be in his Elysium. He could be wherever it is that Helm followers go because, yeah, you just know that when you die, you're probably going to Elysium because you're going to follow the words of your God and Bahamut will make sure you get there. Good dragon boy. Ha. Huh. Noted. What does Saleya know? <laughs> yeah, Salea, from the arcane standpoint. From the arcane standpoint, you would know that yeah, ghosts don't just, like, spirits don't just cease to exist once they're dead. But they don't stay, they only really stay on the material plane if they usually become some kind of malevolent spirit, such as like a banshee or a wraith or something like that. So unless he was some kind of malevolent spirit, sending would not really, there's no real precedent for sending then communicating sending, with spirit. Sending works across planes. Oh, okay. Victor doesn't know that. <laughs> oh, um, Vic, Vic, I got. Victor would know that it's in the spell description. 
I've played it at such he does not know that. All right, Vic. Uh, I, buddy, I don't want you to get too excited. I don't know how much you know about sending, but it does work across planes. He still might be dead. Uh, but the note, though, it would be a damn coincidence, and you have to agree to that. I agree. It's a. It could be a coincidence, but there are also ways to move material across planes as well. Darkris takes a real good look at that paper. Yeah, but this is the astral plane or Elysium? How? I, I'm i not saying I have all the answers. I just don't want you to get your hopes up. His shoulders kind of slump. Fair. That's fair. I'm probably being foolish. No, don't consider foolish. Hope is good. Just don't let it take over. Because you know as well as I do when we're dealing with the tides of chaos, anything can happen. I imagine by this point, the notes kind of made it around the table. Does look at the trust one. Yeah. Okay. Look at the Pythias and just say, do you look, I know handwriting should be fairly easy to forge, but what, what do you think of this? You probably knew his handwriting the best. He worked with you a lot. It looks, it's, it's only one word, but it looks like his handwriting. Well, look, either he just kind of chuckles. Well, Either I'm going to learn something or someone else is, and I guess what else is new on that? <laughs> I just figured everyone should know. Fair enough. So back to that envelope. That, and I kind of look at my father, that might be best kept within the party. I don't want to worry dear old dad. And he kind of like eyes you like, are you serious? <laughs> but fair. <laughs> look, this might not be pertinent to anything with our family. This might be related to the group's goals. So I'm sorry. I like to think that if it was important, you would tell me. I would. I told you about the note. And I appreciate that. So I guess excuse to the drawing room. Okay. And we're going to open the letter. Does so everybody I, go with you? Your entire party? I'm which you don't have a name I'm for. I'm asking the whole party to come with me. I'm going to leave Eric in the dining room. Sorry, sweetheart. I need to right. see what's so, in this note. So the party with no name. You know, that actually sounds kind of badass on its own. It sounds like a Western, the party Maybe. with no name. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's like horse with no name, party with no yeah. name. Yeah. To explain what happened last night with Asvius and broad strokes the conversation. Well, regardless, and he holds up the note, this is what he offered. Oh, and he opens it. All right. You open it, and there are, they're numbered because he's extra. <laughs> the first one, it says, the man who killed your brother's name is Zerith Bariani. Which a good chunk of the members of this party should know that name. In fact, you see Soteria go pale. Wait, that's that one guy. Who? Uh, shit. I know. I know Yark- the name, and I'm like, Soteria. Yark- who is this? <laughs> um. So is that the guy, funny. Is that the guy that was ridiculously sexy? So yeah. So funny story. Yes. Yeah, he is in Boulder's Gate. And uh, he was our guide. You guys remember he was our guide. And, you know, that one night and I got my own room and then we came down to breakfast together the next morning. And um, yeah, so uh, I think I fucked your brother's killer. Yeah. I'm sorry. Look, at this point, we have two options about it. Unpack it, but I'd rather burn the briefcase. Moving on. Okay. So, yeah, and there's like a there's like a, a little drawing of like what his face looks like. The second one, it is very shocking. And it just says Delmore Demir, which is Charlie's father, is a lord of Waterdeep. OK. And then he can be trusted. 
I don't read that one out loud, but I message Charlie what it says. Okay. The third one is, we know we're a vestiges. I don't like that they know we're collecting vestiges. It does seem less than ideal. I do read that one out loud. Uh, considering their line of work, information is key. There's one last bit of information here. Cassius and I talked a bit last night, and it seems like our goals are somewhat aligned. And um, at least for the time being, I think the Zentarum are allies rather than foe. They don't have to be close allies, but I think they'll be helpful and useful. Mm. Octa is noticeably like her. You can see she's she's a little rattled hearing that, but like keeps her composure. Isn't this like the second biggest group of dickholes we know about? Well, there's an old adage. The enemy of my enemy. Yeah. <sighs> I hate to say it, but he's right. We, I'd love to just have an enemy, you know, just like a just a normal enemy. Look, also <laughs> life is really that simple, my friend. I I understand where you're coming from. Dude. This probably be a good time to take a break. Yeah. There you go. All right. Plan. There's using your yeah. Noodle. Okay. Yeah. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Joey here. I know we had a little, well, a little bit longer than a little break there, but now that OhioCon is over and we're all back to our regularly scheduled lives, both streaming and podcast episodes should be back to normal scheduling. And also because of OhioCon and various sicknesses that have gone around recently, the Patreon has also been put on a little bit of a hold until everybody is back at their fullest and we have a little bit more content to put on there because we don't want to put it up with nothing to give you guys. Other than that, I actually don't think we really have any more announcements. So it'll be short and sweet and I'll let you guys get back to the episode. Bye! Welcome back. I for, we we left. Octa was trying to say something. Yes, all I was trying to say was uh, I totally understand, Victor, uh, that you would like to receive help, and I understand your reasons why. Remember, we're making a deal with literally an organization of thieves, uh, killers, and liars. Is all. I fully understand that at best this is a tiger by the tail situation, but I don't. I think it's manageable. And Yarkus is going to pipe up at that and go, and his fists go radiant. And he's like, I suppose a knife to the front is better than one in the back. And also, I'm going to quote you on that. I appear this is manageable later on when it becomes funny. (laughs) Really noted. I promise to take it in good humor. (laughs) Look, everyone here knows the city has problems as much as... It's only a slightly better solution to a terrible problem. Caspius is one of the few people who I've seen take concrete action about the worst of it. Which, as a reminder, his concrete action was killing many people. But That's been ours many times, too. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, 
reminded of uh, not too long ago, we did can kill most of a head of a cult. So, yeah, that's how we solve most things. Sadly. Mm. Is it sad, though? Look, I just wanted to loop everyone in on the events of last night. So you're all caught up. So, oh, and he does pull up the other half of the note that he tore earlier. He goes, for the record, this is the letter potentially forged and this is the other word that was on. He just holds it up and it says Cassius. Hmm. Okay. With that, can I grab and just do an inv- investigation check? I I don't know much about Victor's brother's handwriting, but maybe I would be able to investigate and know if it seems forged or using forged techniques. I was going to say, as somebody who literally has a feat in mimicking people speak and <laughs> and writing, can I also do an insight check on this? I would say, I would say one of you could do it with advantage. Do you feel more confident on this? This would be an insight. Well, my insight's a plus five. Okay, that's better than me. Then Victor hands it to Charlie and says, "Well, you, you also knew him. Again, I might, I might just be seeing what I want to." Uh, that's a twenty-three. A twenty-three. Yeah. Looking at the full note very closely, you've gotten letters. You had gotten letters from Mateus in the past. This looks like his handwriting. Looks and is is very different. So twenty three. You you would be almost like one hundred percent sure that this is his handwriting. The only reason that you would think that it can't possibly be is because he's dead. But that's his handwriting. And the only part that's written in his handwriting is the part that says "Trust Caspius," right? Yeah, it, that's yeah. It's a separate letter. Yeah. Okay. Victor also holds up the button with his family crest on it. Artemis oh, right. found this. Yeah, we in have a the city of the over. dead yesterday. This is my family crest. There's a body out of place there. Mm, I don't like the notions of that I at all. Either, Yarkris. I so, also want to point out well, something else that we're forgetting. Caspia said they have information about a vestige. We're going to have to do something for that information, aren't we? Most likely, yeah. Don't like that. And considering the fact that my brother's killer's name wasn't enough to tease, tease us out or entice us enough for it, I'm assuming we already know what they want from us. But so we're not I in that say, town right now. I will say that if if that was found City of the Dead, mm-hmm. I know my way around there pretty well. I think it might be worth investigating before the gala. If it's nothing, it's nothing. I wholeheartedly agree. Couldn't take very long. Artemis says he can bring us directly to where it was. You say might might not take very long. There's there's a lot more to the city of the dead than than might might be originally there. Fair enough. I'm just saying I don't think that we're going to be wandering around for hours looking for a spot. Sure. Right. So you do that. Are you going to the city of the dead now? That was what I was proposing. Because yeah, I was going to say because you have to. You're going to have to start getting ready for the gala. And let's see. It's, it's like it's like nine clock in the morning right now so 10 you have like eight hours before the gala so octa hasn't like put on a dress this nice probably ever uh yeah. i i kind of asked generally to charlie like i mean how long does it take to get ready like with something like that like well like 20 minutes <laughs> that's about how long it takes to put my like armor on like that's on how many like handmaids you have and um if you're doing your hair and makeup how, and jewelry how like intensive your dress is like my dress is kind of gonna probably take longer than some of the other ones because there's gonna be lots of layers to it so like an hour i 
feel like I can maybe wake at work in an hour, but it's going to be a struggle. Like the whole party's going to have to get me dressed, and I don't think that I'm okay with that. Victor looks at Saleya like, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> Saleya just sort, sort of shrugs and is like, eh, 20 minutes sounded about right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, 20 like, minutes sounds about right to me, too. <laughs> oh, maybe graveyard a different day? Fair. Hmm. Well, it's not like the dead are restless. At that, I sit there and go, mm. Victor. Yeah. Charlie's going to take a, like a, take, take him by the hand. This is important to you. And God knows what's going to be waiting for us at the gala and or be the aftermath. Yeah, I think we need to do the graveyard now. And if that means that my hair looks like a rat's nest for the gala, then my hair looks like a rat's nest. I don't care. Honestly, I can just press the little magic it, you know? <laughs> press the little, little, little. Press the blah, blah, Well, I was going to say press the digitation, but then I realized I didn't do that. Are we forgetting we can fly? But I can literally make myself bald now. Travel to time. Pretty later. <laughs> Yeah, That's true, you do have flying carpets. Travel time will not be that bad if we fly there. Thank you, Charlie. Do I know if we have to have a permit for a carpet in my town? You know, flying carpets aren't a thing, really. For the party in... with no name, we do what we want. <laughs> party with no name. Look, I'm just making sure that like we're not going to get shot down by the guards, because we do have to fly over the the royal district, right? The castle district? Well, you, you could probably avoid it, but yeah. We'll be fine. They're, you're probably not going to shoot you down. Yeah, wh- what has ever gone wrong flying over royal airspace? <laughs> Victor just kind of smiles at Charlie and goes, thank you. I was definitely concerned about that. I Thank you. And he pulls her in for a hug. She will gladly hug him back and then kiss him on the cheek and said, well, let's get started. Let's go. <laughs> all right. So you all make your way out. You pile on your carpets the way that you do because you have like a set way in order for everybody mm-hmm. to fit. <laughs> you make it to the City of the Dead in record time. <laughs> of course, not without a bunch of like points and exclamations from the crowd below because like, holy shit, there's people on flying carpets. That's not something you see every day. <laughs> Artemis is really excited because like, oh my gosh, you're flying with me. That's so exciting. I didn't know you could fly. That's so cool. He gets excited and then he kind of gets distracted and then you have to tell him we're, we're on a mission. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. We'll so, some time for fun. I found it about here. And he points to like this back area right here, like this building. Mm-hmm. I will also, I will mark it with uh, a shape. Ooh, geometry. I don't. What was I, that voice? I don't know. I don't know. It's a square. <laughs> I, I only have, I have squares and I have circles. Okay. I guess those are the only like okay. options I have. Uh, so like this building right here said so I found it and then like like gets down he lands and he hops over to like some some underbrush which uh give me give me an investigation check I did what does guidance do again D4, D4. investigation be, um, 18 18 you notice almost immediately that the city of the dead is relatively well kept but it looks as though the plants around this particular building are less grown they look more new Mm-hmm. than oh. some of the other plants around the other buildings and you kind of get down and you like push aside some bushes where artemis said he found the button and you can kind of see it looks like it's sort of been washed away mm-hmm. but you you know it there is a small towards the bottom of 
the building on the stone, there is a small slash of what looks to be dried blood. I point at it. Um, how fresh does it look? It looks, it's very, very faint. Like, it looks very old. Mm-hmm. And that's when you remember the letter that Julia had given you when you first came back into town of that she said she found it in Ateus's stuff that was a letter telling your father to meet somebody at the graveyard. And you kind of make this connection in your head that you're crouching in the spot where your brother was killed, which is weird because he was found in the trades or in the market. So you don't know how somebody would get a body from the city of the dead to the middle of the trades ward to a market. Um, I, I look around. What's the closest way to one of the underground passages around here? Right here. Literally right where, around where we're standing. So it's the, the big building is where the, the slash mark was with the blood. It's the small building right south of it. You know that you can get that is one of the entrances to the Forgotten Catacombs. So yeah, I I message over there and just, or I I walk over there and just kind of pull open the doorway. Okta, because you know the underground tunnels, like the back of your hand, as much as you know the uh, the streets above them. There's a very easy way to get from here to the middle of the trades ward without anybody seeing you. Okta, why would they kill my brother here and dump the body in the trades ward? Well... And DM, and DM, correct me if I'm wrong, but do you see any guards around here? Do you see anyone around here? They wanted to this send is, a message. Is that right? I mean, this is a place. This is a place where they could do it pretty discreetly. And I imagine the second half of this is, yeah, a message. Yeah, Octa, you know, you would know that if if they didn't want that body to be found, it wouldn't have been found. Yeah, I mean, this this leads to the trades war, but it could have easily ended up anywhere from this spot. I want to look at the building that the blood slash was on. Is there a name mm-hmm. on the mausoleum or anyone that I anything I'd recognize as significant? No, I mean okay. it's it's a name, but it's not really one that you recognize. Probably somebody else that's as high up in the IR, uh, hierarchy as you know Charlie's family because it's a big mausoleum. Mm-hmm. But a roll investigation around here for any other clues? Uh, sure. Uh, Sixteen. Just looking to see if there's any other indicators of like who or who would have done this or how this would have been done other than what we already know. Well, it has been over six months since the murder happened. So you're lucky that the blood was even still there. It just so happened that probably what happened is it was probably just dark when they were trying to clean it and they just missed some, which honestly is quite sloppy. (laughs) Do, do I know anybody? I mean, I guess we already know who, who did this, but yeah, you, you knew you you did not know him well, but you knew who Zerath Bariani was. He was a favorite of the Chain Lord. Yeah. He did have a more of a sadistic side to him. That's probably something I wouldn't tell Victor, but that would also indicate the sloppy work. Yeah. Zerath always thought very highly of himself. Well, we know where it happened. We know how the body ended up where it did. I think that might be all the information we can get here. Darker's pipes up. Good news. Nothing else is out of place. That we know of. Yeah, and this is also nowhere close to where your brother was buried. Well, good enough. Suppose we should head back. Okay. You know what that means, you guys? Time for the gala. You're gonna go get ready. <laughs> Question, DM. Mm-hmm. Would my family have gem-encrusted bowls? 
Uh, I would say, yeah. They probably use it for, like, special occasions. Okay, some that may be worth, like, a thousand gold pieces. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> mm. Um... I would say, yeah, your your family would probably have something like that. Okay. What okay. About, what about multiple sun things like that? <laughs> I would say you probably have one. Only one? Damn it. Just one. We're still good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, add that to my list of things I need to do before we leave the city. Um, I'd like to like send a message to my mother that I need. Um, I need that. I need the family bowl for what? reasons. No, what exactly, Charlie? What do you need the bowl for? That's it's a very expensive bowl. I understand, mother, and it's going to keep me alive. Wouldn't you like that to keep me alive? I, I would most certainly like to keep you alive. Yes. So parting with a single bowl could potentially save my life. All right. Yes, we'll we'll just we'll, we'll replace it. We'll replace it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe dear old mom could keep an eye on Yeah. If my mother finds any more to uh, hold them <laughs> on, to, on for me, uh, it is of, of the utmost per, uh, importance. All right. So if you're doing that, you need an additional hour. I would say that this City of the Dead expedition, because you flew there, probably only took you about 30 minutes. So you guys have about seven and a half, eight hours left until you have to get ready and head to the gala. I mean, I just got to put on pants. <laughs> Typical men. I feel like Victor would also take, I feel yeah. like Victor would take more time than the average male, but less time than a female to get ready. Yeah. I mean, I so, suppose Jarkris should shine his scales. So the, the thought behind this is not so much that the party needs the hero's feast. Basically, I want to present the party with the hero's feast to keep them busy while me and Victor spend a lot of time getting dressed. <laughs> so you and Victor will not eat the hero's feast? Well, I think that we will partake in it, but like it doesn't go away. It's there. It lasts an hour and it takes an hour to eat it. It takes an hour to consume. It does not say it only lasts an hour. I think it's in. I'm looking at the text right now. Oh, it says and disappears at the end of that time. Damn it. Mm hmm. <laughs> so. Well, we could feast before we all get changed. Probably. Yeah, that's fine. So I, I spend 10 minutes while everybody is discussing about getting ready and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to cast Heroes Feast. And I'm going to, because I'm assuming, are we getting ready at my family's home? That's up to you. Your I, mother has your clothes. Yeah, so yeah that's what I assumed we were getting ready there. Because I also have like a handmaid and somebody who's like, used to dressing me. Mm -hmm. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so I'm going to kind of insist that Jules comes over um, and that okay. he and my, my mother partake in this. And I also invite Victor's mom. Okay. That's nine people. Yeah. I don't give fucks about our fathers. Wowzer. Wow. That's harsh. You're not going to. Because we just got to know that he's not such a terrible person. Uh, to be fair, I've yet to speak to my father. You haven't had it. You haven't seen him yet. I'm just you saying, haven't gone home. I understand. I'm just saying. To be fair. Mm -hmm. Are you saying? Just saying. Fairy hasn't sought her out either. He's a very busy man. He is 
fair. Oh yeah, we just what? learned you he's would very busy. Make yeah, but you would make time for your daughter. Question: Does Artemis count? I would say creature. I would say yes because he's a sidekick. He has stats. Okay, well Artemis is also eating. Yeah. So that's ten, right? So the six, the seven of you technically, if Soteria is eating. So technically, the seven, eight for so ten, so only two more. So one of the dads can't eat because the owls got because the owls got to eat because I. Well, okay, so there's seven, seven of you guys. The the owl, Artemis, Julia, Victor's mom, your mom. Yep, that's eleven. So then one dad. Poor Eric could eat. Eric's not going. <laughs> no, he doesn't have. I don't think he has fancy dress to go to the gala. I don't know that you want to take him to the gala. I feel like we already had this conversation. <laughs> murder gala that we're literally prepping for. You say murder gala. Look, I'm assuming that this is going to be like fucking Game of Thrones red wedding shit. Oh, God. Right well, back. that said, Eric is kind of a swashbuckler. He's an experienced naval guy. He's, he's probably a bit of a fighter himself. We might be able to use the backup. But again, he doesn't have a proper... I, I don't think you'd have a proper uh, attire for this yet. I don't I don't have clothes, and it's 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 like eight hours till the gala. I don't... Okay. I also... Basically, I tell... Um, so, okay, so I'm going to sit down with Victor, and we're basically making like a, like a dinner... Like a dinner, dinner seating arrangement, and we're like inviting, like figuring out who we're going to invite, because I tell him like, I recently have learned to do this um create this feast that can protect us from poison and other things and give us some bonuses if something were to happen tonight and i would like to protect our families from poison also if we can it would it would just give me a peace of mind so what does victor say to that sorry it cut out what the family from poison yeah so she said that both your dads can eat if artemis doesn't eat and just doesn't go to the gala i didn't say he couldn't go to the gala i just said don't let him eat at the gala so that he can't be poisoned by the food at the gala i yeah i think that makes sense though i like that this i think that this is the safest way to protect our families from anything that could happen especially since we're worried about people potentially trying to go after your family for this very expensive item. I think that's the best way. Sorry, Art. I have cheese. For you. I, I I look at all of you and go, Art, can you have my portion? I don't no. know. If that's a good idea. No, he can't. It's not just about the poison. You get a lot of benefits, and it would make me feel better if you would eat from it, Yarkress. Please. I'm taking you all into a very potentially bad situation, and for my own safety of mind, this is the best way I can do to protect you guys. Because I'm not very useful in combat. So please, if you care about me at all, you will do this for my sake. Darkness eat the damn food. <laughs> Octaverly just kind of side speaks over to Yarkris. Uh she gets real scary when she's mad. I've I've learned this recently. I'm not denying food. You know I'll I'll, I'll eat food. Eat that food, please. That's not my problem. I'm worried about Artemis. Artemis? Will not eat at the gala. I have food. Nope. And he kind of like pats his pocket. I have food. Artemis, or don't eat anything at the gala. Is that okay? Well, don't eat anything that I don't okay. give you. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Good enough. Good. 
This food costs us a thousand gold. Well, my family a thousand gold. So you <laughs> fuck it. All right. Anybody who partakes in it, you will get 14 additional hit points. To your maximum. To your maximum for the next 24 hours. And you will be immune to poison and being frightened. And um, you make all wisdom saving throws with advantage. So don't hit Yark Chris with wisdom spells. Got it. You're, you shouldn't party. be hitting me that at all. That was a fun party. <laughs> Considering I have a plus 12 to wisdom. Yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What kind of food do you make, Charlie? I make the best fucking food. I make like delicacies from Waterdeep, like all of like the fancy food. I put some caviar in there because I know like some of them have never had that kind of shit. And like mm-hmm. oysters and lobster and like big fucking fat um fillets for Trayvok. Okay. So you all eat this hero's feast, you get your benefits, Ooh. you get dressed. And 14 temp HP? Max. It goes to your max. Oh. But it's 14? 14 to your maximum. You get ready, you're in your clothes, you look very fancy, all of your weapons are hidden or disguised, and you are all ushered out into the fuck? Why did that not why is that like that? No, no, fix it. Thank you. <laughs> fix it with fire. <laughs> fix it. Why was the map like that? Okay. Reasons. And so you make your way out to these carriages and they drive you to the Castle Waterdeep, which, well, I guess let's retroactive something really quick because your father was there and he would have definitely said something to you, especially since you guys were eating an hour long dinner. Or he could not. (laughs) (laughs) It was, we'll just go. It was probably very tense. You got the impression that he was very excited to see you and very happy to have you home but also along like the tension with like the same tension with your mother like oh yeah i'm so glad to have our daughter home you left under bad circumstances and now this is awkward so you probably had some awkward conversation awkward small talk Mm -hmm. so and so i see you are doing well shame you guys Fucking Christ. Rude. So, <laughs> you are let out at the Castle Waterdeep, which is a very tall, grand building. And you get out and you walk up. You have to go up. It's on like the fourth story, is where there's a ballroom. And your mother kind of walks up to you, Charlie, one more time, goes to put her hand on your hands on your shoulders and then like doesn't, but she wants to you know, give you some kind of comfort. I'm hoping that nothing is going to happen, but if it does, please be careful and just try not to get hurt. I love you very much. Your father and I love you very much. And your father looks at you, puts an arm around her shoulder, which by the way, your mother is wearing this like very form-fitting, asymmetrical, off-the-shoulder, one-sleeve dress that's like this deep blue ombre color that has like this uh kind of like sequined uh not sequined but like gemstone encrusted like embossment on the side and your father is wearing like a suit that matches her dress and delmore your father i know i wasn't around very much and i'm sorry for that your mother has spoken to me since she talked to you after this gala thing blows over I'm hoping that we could possibly sit down 
and have a conversation. We'll see if I can um, arrange for that. We're not sure how much longer we're going to be in town. I understand. Uh, he looks at you, Victor. I incline I my head. I couldn't have hoped for a better partner for my daughter. Thank you. All right. Shall we go, my dear? And he offers your mother his arm and they go out. They go through these like curtained areas after, you know, the coats have been taken by like a coat check or whatever. And there is a, an announcer that is using like thaumaturgy to like make his voice boom. And he announces, uh, fuck, where did that? He announces fuck. He Everybody fuck. Hold it. While, we're, fuck. while we're flubbing, son of a bitch, Joey, <laughs> I just realized what you were trying to tell me to mention to my dad. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. You forgot. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. We'll, we'll figure it out later. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I was like, okay, he's gonna do it, and he didn't do it. That's okay. Well, I'm sure he he's gonna do it later. I'm just sure he's gonna just fine. So, you hear this man? His voice booms. Presenting Marquis Delmore and Marquis Chante Demir, and they walk down these stairs. And then Victor, your parents, and Julia go out next, and they are announced: Count Pythias and Countess Catherine Vetinari. And Lady Julia Vetinari. And then you guys are realizing, oh, crap, we, they need titles. Uh, <laughs> we didn't give them titles, <laughs> but it's OK. The announcer is just like, I got you. Like he kind of like looks at you, Charlie, like your mom covered it. It's fine. And so the first to be announced is Miss Soteria Cloudspire of Neverwinter. Who's not here. <laughs> and then... Miss Octa of the High Forest. Octa feels pretty pleased with that title. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Yarkris of Callumport. Mr. Trayvok Frostbeard of Thornhold. Uh, that's Mr. Trayvok Frostbeard of the Hammer. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Princess Salea Moonflower of Evermead, which when that is announced, the entire room kind of like goes into a hush like, oh, a princess. Like, oh, my gosh. Of Evermead. Now she kind of puts her hands to her chest and does that kind of like, you know, regal kind of half bow, you know, like to everybody in the room. Like y'all see Salaya hamming it the fuck up. <laughs> oh, yeah. freaking Of course she would. And then Lady Charlotte Demir and Viscount Victor Vetinari of Waterdeep, which... Victor, that is the first time you've heard your new title used, and it's a bit of a shock because that was your brother's. Yeah. You were just the honorable. You are now a Viscount, your father's firstborn son. Yeah. And also the fact that you and Charlie were introduced yeah. together. Victor takes a deep, deep breath and he is just beaming. He extends uh, an arm to escort Charlie. Uh, she will obviously gladly take it and be proud to be on his arm. With that, as the two of you walk down, you are well aware of the whisperings that are going around because it was very obvious, you know, when you were younger that, yes, you two were going to be wed and then the engagement was called off and that was scandalous on its own. And now, years later, they're back together? Interesting. Victor could give a shit less whatever one there thinks. I walk up to Soleil and Octa and go, how do the fuck do they know I'm from I don't know. I've told nobody. Apparently you're not as here down low as you think you are, big guy. 
I feel like everybody here knows everything, and it makes me very uncomfortable. Cerning. <laughs> I would tell you that her she learned some of her best tricks from her mother. Very concerning. Most distressing. Octa also feels very exposed in this gown and <laughs> not like constantly kind of like adjusting things. It's like this is very weird. All right. Shortly after you guys are announced, there is another announcement and it is there's actually several announcements that happen almost one right after another. Miss Sendel Razsirna of Silvery Moon and you see this female human. Okay, actually, hold on. I got to put you guys at the gala. At you the see, gala. yeah, the there gala. is, it is a grand ballroom, mm-hmm. which of course, you know, Victor, Charlie, you've, you've been here dozens of times. Oh, look, they installed a fourth chandelier like they needed another <laughs> one. And it is grand. There are tables. There's a grand piano at the back of the room. It looks like an area for which, you know, you're Sister Julia is has told you that she's going, she gets to perform a song at the gala this year, which she's very excited about. And your family, Victor and Charlie, your parents have like taken up this table down here towards the front. But yes, super grand ballroom, very beautiful. Celia, you're like, yeah, this is pretty good for humans, you know? Yeah, not bad. (laughs) Almost as nice as what we, we elves can do. I'm very interested at this. You don't. It's just look. It was hard to find a ballroom that I liked. It's just, it's another rose, and yeah. I, I actually I wanted it to be. I actually wanted it to be blue. Imagine it's blue with like the crest of like the water deep city on there. Like it's not. It's not a skull. It's not a skull. Okay. <laughs> and then there's two which Julia or Julia. Which, Charlie and Victor, you know that there's two doors over here that lead out into a a large balcony. But this is the woman who... Next woman. Oh, make them big. So you can see... Holy shit, she's huge! (laughs) Yeah, she's really big. Like, though, that's That's just... That's my snooze new. That's my snooze new, yep. (laughs) The next announcement is a one Miss Kytriana Cloudspire, headmistress of Neverwinter Academy. So Terry's mother is here. Oh. And oh. she looks up as she comes down and she catches Soteria's eye and is like, the hell is going on? My daughter is here. And she comes over and is like, well, what are all of you doing here? I mean, I was aware you were coming to Waterdeep. I didn't know you were going to be at the gala. I'm a Viscount. His count. Victor will stab you. <laughs> <laughs> As you guys are catching up and with Soteria's mother, you hear a ne- the next announcement. Count Zai and Countess Sia Renzana, which is Mira's mother and father. Aren't they fancy? Mm-hmm. They're very fancy. Yeah, Soleil just immediately grabbed a drink and started leaning up against the wall <laughs> and mm-hmm. <laughs> just was just watching everybody else come in. <laughs> then the next couple of announcements. Merchant Prince Wakanga Otamu of Port Nianzaru. That beard's quite a fashion statement. The next one comes as a bit of a surprise. You hear Chamberlain Lyax Windove of Evereska representing <clears throat> King Elzalor Amakir. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Saleya, like in shock, she drops her glass. And you see a high elven man make his way down the stairs. 
I, I send a message to Yarkris, like, we're going to kill this person. Capture him now. Do it. No, let's not start shit now. You look across the room at her. She's like fuming. And then, Victor, you hear Baron Jacob and Baroness Lucia Vetinari and the Honorable Kalia Vetinari and the Honorable Gianna Vetinari. And you see your uncle, your aunt, and your two cousins. Does he look at me? He does look at you. Give me a, let's see, perception insight or investigation. I'll let you choose which one you want to use. Insight. I would feel like they would come to this table 22 22 you see he catches your eye well first he sees you know your father and your family and then he sees you and he gets this look on his face of surprise and then terror but not the kind of terror that you see like in your enemy's eyes when you scare the living shit out of them with your psychic abilities of empathy (laughs) where they're terrified of you you get this is more of a sense of He's terrified for you. I'm going to look at Charlie and say, do you have a problem if I go speak with my uncle? Of course. I'm going to follow them to their table. Before you do, Julia's like, but but I'm about to go sing. Well, watch that first. (laughs) I'm not going to miss that. (laughs) And of course, you know, other people have been coming in. So Terry has kind of gone off with her mother to like a separate table. Where did I put her? Let's move her down here since she's she's going to move down here and be with Soteria and they're going to have some conversations. So your sister goes up and she starts singing. She sings an absolutely beautiful song. She has a real talent as a singer. We have another bard on our hands. She's been singing since she was young and you see her up there singing and you're getting a glance that this is what she wants to do with her life. All right, then. Almost in, almost immediately after the song is over, there's another announcement, which is odd because like it's getting relatively far into the gala but you in your this is probably like oh a latecomer somebody trying to make a grand entrance you hear the announcer grand archmage of house bane ray lady Athiel alatris representing matron mother quenthel bane ray of menzo baronzan okay this time in english <laughs> <laughs> the entire entire ballroom goes silent and i would think that the only person who i know for a fact would know what any of those words meant i would let charlie and victor and Salea make uh history checks um uh, only a 13 30 20 okay hold on hold on that's a 22 22 so victor and charlie would also know this trayvok you would also know this very well and it is a little disconcerting because people from Menzo Baranzan, which is the capital city of the drow in the underdark do not come above ground and yet here's a representative from the very city itself and let me pull her picture out here she is unbelievably beautiful drow woman long flowing hair eh, I'm prettier <laughs> so I just glances over hot and then looks back at, at the guy from Evereska and is like, kill, kill, kill. (laughs) But what is more shocking to you, Victor, Mm -hmm. like as you're watching this woman count down the stairs, you also kind of see through the crowd, you see your uncle rushing up to her Mm -hmm. to what appears to be escort her to a table. Mm. And he stays there with her. Message uncle. mm -hmm. A new consort. You just hear back, Victor will talk later. 
Oh, and enjoy yourself, uncle. So now this is where, you know, dancing and music starts up. People take to the dance floor and everything seems to be going fine. Do any of you go dancing? Oh, oh, totally. I'm going to go ask the guy of, for a no, dance. I grab a hold of Saleya. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I go, now is probably not a good time. May I have this I, dance? I brush past you and I immediately ask him to dance. Ask who to dance? The Averushkin guy. Oh, jeez. Victor asks if Charlie would like to dance. Then you go up to Lyx and you ask him to dance. This is going to be the best dance since the safety dance. <laughs> he looks at you with a knowing look. Of course, princess. Mm. And offers you his hand. I just offer that, like, sly smile. All right. So you go out into the dance. Uh, I guess Yarkris is staying back. Yeah. Once- wants to dance with Okta, and Victor and Charlie, you go to dance. I do send a message to Yorkers, though. Just keep an eye. I might need you. <laughs> I'm not helping you in your affairs when you're starting trouble. Can, can I Can I message a middle finger? <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can, I feel like you could message the aura of a middle finger. Okay. <laughs> then, I, then I re-message. <laughs> Trayvok, you watch my back. <laughs> Nope, nope, because Trick is going to just, like, sort of work the crowd and, like, dance with some of the, like, not quite upper nobility, but, like, just having a good time and meeting people. Trayvox yeah. enjoy having all the beer he can drink. And <laughs> yeah, yeah there's, there's definitely, like, food set out and beer, ale, wine. Well, not beer, like, fancy ale, wine, and champagne. Yeah, Trayvox makes sure that all of his dances end near the cat. then we will go ahead and we will do the small talk with Saleya and Eliax so as you're dancing fancy meeting you here princess brave of you to share a room with me or foolish in my defense I didn't know you were going to be here Mm, and your master well how is he oh he's fine it would be rude of me he would expect me to send his regards Hmm. I assume he trusts I will still be visiting him soon. Oh, he expects it. And what of his cousin? How is she? Lady I have not seen her in so long. Lady Leomovi is being accommodated. I hope for your sake and his, that doesn't mean anything bad. She's comfortable enough. Hmm. Wise of you not to contact him anymore, though. Eh, probably for the best, anyway. What fun is it in letting him know what we're doing? I prefer to drop in unannounced. Trust me, princess, you are always expected. She just smiles. And that continues on for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Might accidentally step on his feet a couple times during the dance, but, you know. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't be Saleya if you didn't. No, no, not at all. As you guys are dancing, in the middle of a song, Victor and Charlie, you are stopped by a tap on your shoulder, Charlie. And you guys stop dancing and turn to see the Archmage. Safiel. Pardon me, my dear. Would you mind if I cut in? This is the drow bitch. Yep. Uh, try <laughs> to look at Victor. Um, I want to see if I get any inclination that I know her. Okay. Give me history or insight. Right all the way. 17. You do not recognize the face, but I mean, there's something familiar about her, but like, I mean, it could just be any other regal high-class person. I'd like to use my helmet telepathy. Okay. You go to read her thoughts, and you just get silence. 
like there's you can't hear anything. You get the feeling that something's shielding her mind. I'll send a message to Victor. I leave it up to you. Something's shielding her psyche. Uh, I respond, I think I might be getting an answer from Thalia. So I don't be too far. Uh, Charlie will step back and she's going to divert her talent of telepathy to Victor so that she can be cued into his emotions and thoughts while he's talking with her. Okay. Okay. Because I will stab a bitch. <laughs> I got a rapier and a dagger. Victor offers to dance. All right. So you take her hand and... Charlie's going to find Trayvok or Yark make them with her. <laughs> okay. So that she's on the or close to Victor. Sorry, DM, proceed. All right. So, Victor, you are dancing with this woman. And she doesn't seem like she's one for small talk. And after a while, you're dancing for a few minutes. She glances up at you and says, why don't we go have a chat? And her voice is different. And you recognize it as Thalia's. So Charlie definitely and, picks up on that through the helm. And without waiting for your response, she just kind of like walks off the dance floor and heads to the balcony. I look at Charlie, I guess, mentally relay that and follow. Okay. There aren't very many people out here. The only other people, there's like some people down at the other end, just trying to get a breath of fresh air. But she turns and looks at you. So how have you been? You said you wanted to talk. Well, I feel like some of my questions have been answered already. Oh. Um, but I figure I may as well ask. Been walking into any dreams lately? No, I haven't. Yeah. Hmm. Look, gotten a lot of new information over the past couple of days, and uh, I get the feeling you don't like small talk. I'm fairly hmm. tired of mincing words. True. So then let me say, I'll start with an apology. I meant... No offense, but what I said in that dream, I did not mean to come off as superior, and I wanted to apologize in person. I never assumed that you needed me, Victor. In fact, it's quite the opposite. My offer was exactly that, an offer, a partnership, as equals. I don't make promises that I can't or won't keep. So with that said, my offer is still stands, and I will add to it. I can give you a Teus back. Think about it. You can have your brother back, and... How happy would your family and, oh, Mira, how happy would she be? Your niece or nephew will be able to have their father. And if that's not convincing enough for you, I'll give you a show of good faith. And she just kind of like snaps her finger. You'll see. I mean what I say, Victor. All I'm asking is that you think it over for a few days. This isn't a decision to make rashly. He inclines his head. For whatever it's worth, I'm coming to terms with that, uh, the fact that I don't always read situations well. So I also have a temper and might have spoken. I did speak brashly. My apologies for that. That's quite all right. In any case, I will think over things and um, hope that you have a pleasant evening with the rest of the gala. You too. Enjoy the rest of the party. And she will walk past you and back into the ballroom. Message. Well, <laughs> Charlie heard all that. Also, Charlie, let me ask you something. Where do you keep your iguana skeleton? I'm assuming that I have like a special pouch that he stays in and that I probably have that tied around my thigh. Okay. So around the time that their conversation is wrapping up, about the time where she said, and I'll give you a show of good faith. A little bit after that, you start feeling movement coming from 
the pouch where you keep your chameleon skeleton. Above table, I love you, Joey, but God, this fucks me. (laughs) What do you do? Well, I pull it out. I love my iguana. Chameleon. Whatever. (laughs) Your little (laughs) lizard. So you pull it out. And as you open the top, you see, not expecting to see, you know, the skeleton. Instead, you see fully formed, fully alive, your pet chameleon who died years and years ago, pokes his head out of your pouch and stares up at you like he never died. Charlie will just hold him to her face and nuzzle him. Aww. I don't know how you came back, but I love you. Aww. So much he, like, awe. shoots his tongue out and against your cheek. Something that he used to do. I will pet that. And then she'll put him on her shoulder. All right. Victor, what are you doing now? Back in. All right. At this point, your uncle is still being kept by who you now know is Thalia by her side. But there comes another, there comes an announcement from the front where Julia had done her performance. And we will now commence the auction. Everyone, if you are ready, we will go ahead and start the auction. Sorry, it, they're they're like up here. They're not the front because they have to bring the stuff out from the back. Auction commence. So the auction commences. Various things are sold, such as custom clothes from Charlie's mother, something that she auctions off every year. Gem encrusted gold goblets, a set, very fancy looking. Various magical items, a couple of rings, a fancy set of spectacles. Anything useful? Bowls? Any bowls? No, no bowls. Even a few swords. And then the last thing to be brought out, a large silver framed floor length mirror. Oh. It is announced as a magical mirror, but is known to be cursed, trapping life forces to anyone who misuses it. And the auction for it begins. As this is happening... Yarkris, you catch sight of someone in the crowd, which, honestly, you're surprised you didn't see them until now. And a fury fills your blood. Oh, no. Because he's standing with Victor's uncle, Jacob, and they're kind of having a little bit of a conversation. And as you see him, (laughs) you blink, and then all of a sudden, you're not in the ballroom anymore. You are, you're not quite sure where you are. It's somewhere outdoors. It's somewhere outside. You are staring down at a human man dressed in fine clothes. It is not Osman Wahid, just a human man that you don't recognize, cowering in the dirt at your feet. You go to lift your sword, but a hand stops you. Stop! A soft, melodic voice breaks through the angry pounding in your ears. You see a gentle face of a female fawn staring at you pleadingly. He's the one responsible for enslaving my people. You hear yourself shout the words, but once again, it's a bit off, more gravelly. My brother's dead because of him. You cannot be judge, jury, and executioner. A male voice says, and a high elf comes into your view. We have him, and now he can face judgment. Gillingham won't bring your brother back. A female dwarf with a large hammer slung over her shoulder steps forward and lifts the man from the ground with the help of a pink-skinned male tiefling. It will be justice, you shout, and the fawn steps in front of you. Is that really justice? She asks. There is a quiet pause, and the tiefling speaks up. Maybe for him it is. And then the scene fades to black. 
your eyes clear, you're back in the ballroom. But now Waheed has been lost to the crowd again, and you see Victor's uncle Jacob walking up to him. Walking up to Waheed? You, Victor. Oh. No, you, Victor. Your uncle walks up to you. Uncle Jacob, it's been too long. Victor, I need to talk to you. Yes, you do. He looks around and then leads you back out to the balcony. I gesture or message Charlie. Please follow. Yarkris is going to go to the balcony door. Uh, Charlie will follow. Uh, she is kind of having a minor panic attack also, though. Um, but that's to be dealt with later. Because of the chameleon? Yes. Uh, uh, yes. Okay. Uh, Charlie is realizing that she is useless. Uh, oh, no. But that's to be dealt with later. She's not useless. Why would she be useless? I, you literally took away two thirds of my spells just now. Who said you can't still use that? Because I can't use the focus because the skeleton was my arcane focus, and now that it is alive, it is no longer my arcane focus. Therefore, I have no materials of any of the spells that I cast. What if it's an undead blizzard? Nope, it, it's fine. It's it's an alive chameleon related to the undead. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. I love my chameleon. He's the best. Chris takes a post outside the door with an earshot. He is fuming. Jacob pulls you as far away from the doors as he can. As he reaches out to pull me, I grab his hand and try to remove it from me and say, I'm perfectly capable of walking. Of course. I'm sorry, Victor. I'm a bit on edge. I wasn't expecting to see you. Uh, um, You're back in town? Yeah, been a couple of days. (sighs) Seeing the sights, making new friends. How have you been? I have certainly been better. You, you know, uh, Safiel spoke to you. Is that the name you know her by, Uncle Jacob? Victor, how much do you know? You start talking and I'll let you know when you tell me something. He glances behind him and looks back into the ballroom where he can see his wife and daughters. And he looks back at you. Lovely family. I did miss Victor. Victor promised me something. I'll tell you what I know, but you have to promise me something. What's that? You'll take care of them. Victor kind of walks towards the ledge and looks out. Uncle Jacob, I will always look after the family. That's why I'm back. I fear for your safety, Victor. You wouldn't be the first. He is breathing heavily. His hands are shaking. He's has a very thick sheen of sweat on his forehead. Out with it, Jacob. Victor, once I start talking, you can't stop me. I won't have time. Huh? He takes a deep breath. And very quickly tries to get out. Safiel is a woman named Thalia. She is a lich. She's looking for the vestige of diversion. And she, he, you see him wince and put a hand to his head. She's after Myth Carver. Ugh. You can't trust her. You have to stay away from her. She, she's made me do things I'm responsible for. Ateus's death. And you see blood is starting to drip from his nose, his eyes, his ears, his mouth. He grips his head, oh. screams. And then after he gets everything that he can say out you watch as your uncle's body falls to the floor unmoving and that's where we're going to call it for tonight Fuck can i you do one thing okay i kneel down and close his eyes you've worked towards atonement with this i will say with this yarkris were you watching this sorry i forgot i muted myself to vape yes yarkris was watching I would say that you could, let's see, what is your, oh, your passive perception is really high. I'm sure you heard all of this. Does Yarkris have Revivify? He does. Good to know. 
<laughs> Bring him back. Bring him back. Bring him back. <laughs> We're going to start off the next session with a roll for initiative. I'm not done with him. Oh, that was a request and a threat. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Mm. Lead us out, Joey. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of Inspirational Crits. My name is Joey, and I'm the DM. Our players include Abby as Charlie, Aaron as Salea, Havoc as Yarkris, Alex as Trayvok, Geek as Victor, and Zach as Okta. We'll catch you in the next one. Remember, stay weird. <laughs> and burned it to the fucking ground. Uh, no. <laughs> we we can't do that. That's the part that I'm most upset about right now. We can't Aww. do that. Eat the rich. Oh, what? Something. Uh, restrictions free creativity. Slaya just looks at you, beg your pardon. Slaya <laughs> <laughs> and Victor. <laughs> yeah. No. Victor's not <laughs> currently that rich. How much do you have? Not that much. Comparatively. <laughs> Comparatively, right. But there is a difference between eat the rich and eat the. Look, eat Victor the is aspirational. <laughs> <laughs> and I will have my riches back. Yeah. <laughs>